Welcome to the Colander Medical Radio Show with Dr. Brian Colander, MD. Dr. Colander is a board-certified internal medicine physician who specializes in the assessment and treatment of artery disease. His medical practice is dedicated to the prevention of heart attack and stroke. This show is brought to you by Colander Medical. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we're going to hear from Dr. Colander about his unique, personalized concierge practice and his plan for revolutionizing healthcare. His vision focuses on preventing the events that lead to all the catastrophic diseases of our time. Dr. Colander will explain to us how and why we develop chronic systemic disease and the course we ought to take to prevent it. To find out more about how to avoid diabetes, Alzheimer's, heart attack and stroke, stay tuned and we'll be right back after this short break. Welcome to another edition of the Colander Medical Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here talking with Dr. Brian Colander, MD, board certified in internal medicine and specialist in artery disease. Dr. Colander is here with us explaining his personalized concierge practice and the model of the relationship you ought to have with your primary care physician. He'll also explain the simple tests that are available and necessary, which aid to the prevention of heart attack and stroke as well as halting the progression of artery disease. Dr. Colander, welcome back to another one of your very informative shows. For the listeners who maybe haven't tuned in for a while or for new listeners, why don't you explain what is, first of all, a concierge practice? Why is it personalized and how does it differ from the normal everyday primary care practice? Well, thanks, Anne-Marie. A concierge practice generally means that the doctor is taking money in addition to, you know, with or without insurance. Uh, in Michigan, mainly it means without insurance. Um, doctor is taking money so that you have more time with the doctor or additional services for, with the doctor that may not be covered under the, your insurance plan. So you're, you're buying extra time or services or both with the doctor. And within the practice, are people still able to use their insurance plan? In my practice, I do also take insurance, although I'm trying not to. Well, there are also tests that aren't covered by insurance that you're employing in your practice. Well, those are the services that I mainly offer for the fee to be in my practice. I don't look at it as a time issue. I think time is a benefit of being in the practice uh, because I have a smaller practice I need more time with each patient to make sure that I'm achieving my goal, which is prevention. That's my focus. Now, we talk about it as being not only a concierge private practice, but also a very highly personalized practice. And your goal as one of the few specialists in the country that specializes in prevention is to stop the catastrophic diseases, to, to halt the progression of artery disease, and to avoid heart attack and stroke and and cardiac intervention altogether. But I'm just asking you for the listeners, how does that affect some? Nobody wants to have a heart attack. No one wants to have a stroke. So if we join your practice, we know that you're going to be spending a lot more time. But tell us a little bit more about what the personalization of it. Is each person treated differently? Are they all put on different goals, different... uh, Spectrums. What? How do you? How do you? How does the practice actually work for the individual? 
Well, to start, you, you asked about six questions. So let's, the first question is, I don't really like using the word concierge to describe my practice because there's a lot of concierge doctors out there who take money for time and don't really provide any services for that money other than time. Whereas I've made a lot of effort to focus on prevention. And um, there are a lot of diseases out there that in the traditional world, even among a lot most concierge doctors, they don't think of these diseases like heart attack, stroke, or dementia as being preventable. It's certainly not pre considered preventable in the general sense. But to me, they're very preventable. And I put all of my energy into working on preventing those outcomes, bad outcomes, for my patients. I think a lot of the population are quite fed up with the current state of primary care, the misdiagnoses, the lack of time spent with the doctor, the difficulty getting an appointment to see a doctor. It got worse with COVID. It got worse with telemedicine because now you feel totally marginalized as a patient. And then a lot of people may be going online and checking out to find out, well, where can I get a more you know, privatized practice where I can spend more time, but yours is even more specific than that because like you said, many of these doctors are just taking fees for being in a private practice and not necessarily doing what you do. You know, it's, we talk about how lost people are all the time and you're really on your own as a purchaser, as a consumer of healthcare because you do not know where to go. Um, the giant hospital groups have the money to market themselves any way they want to market themselves. And to the unknowing layperson who's looking for it, they may think, oh, that's what I want to buy. And then they end up in the, in the uh, you know, rat race of healthcare, which is high volume, um, low attention. Um, and then even you may find yourself in another type of practice where it's cash-based, but that doctor may be practicing some version of care that you may or may not need, but it's all that they know. So they're giving you what they know. Um, I really try to make sure that we're focused on the goals, which is prevention. Um, and whatever we need to do for each individual person, we have to adapt our model toward to achieve those goals. Because as you would expect, everyone's different. Everyone has a different genetic makeup. Everyone has a different background. Everyone has different parents. And we need to put all of that into our, you know, into our product and deliver prevention. And also for those listeners out there who are listening on Sunday afternoon to this show, we'd like to let you know that Dr. Colander has the only show we believe in the country where you can call in live and talk to the doctor directly. That's Thursday at 7 o'clock from 7 to 8. Please, if you have any questions or you'd like to talk to the doctor directly, mark your calendars for a Thursday night show. So, Dr. Collender, we want to come and explore your practice a little bit more and find out what you do to help people that just want to avoid having the catastrophic diseases, be it diabetes or artery disease or eventually heart attack. We'll come back and talk more with Dr. Collender on the other side of the break. You are listening to the Collender Medical Radio Show. And if you're interested in finding out more about today's topic or why you should be engaging with a concierge practice, Dr. Colander invites you to contact Colander Medical directly by calling 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. 
You're listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show on News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the Colander Medical Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we're here talking with Dr. Brian Colander, MD, board certified in internal medicine and specialist in artery disease. Dr. Colander is here with us talking about his personalized concierge practice and the model of the relationship you ought to have with your primary care physician. He also explains the simple tests that are available and necessary, which aid to the prevention of heart attack and stroke, as well as halting the progression of artery disease. Dr. Collander, we're trying to explain to new listeners out there and refreshing our all-time listeners about what your practice is all about for those people who are just tired of what they're getting in mainstream medicine and mainstream healthcare, which is extremely difficult to navigate. Your show, your live show on Thursday night has proved that over and over again by the number of callers you've gotten from across the country and across the world about how people are just discouraged by their basic primary care. And so what you're doing, if you could explain it a little bit more, is what does the patient do when they come in to see you for the first time? And how do you, how do you take care of, how do you take them over and transition them over into your practice? Well, Anne-Marie, most people that call the number from the show, um, enroll in the practice, and then they meet myself or one of the doctors, because we have a, the show's been great, and we've expanded the practice, and we have several doctors who now who are providing this level of service. So they meet the doctor to make sure that this is a good fit for them, um, and then we do the physical, and the physical is a lot of testing and lab work. Uh, we do um, ultrasound imaging of the artery wall, which to me is the most important test that we do. It's an ultrasound that looks at the layers of the artery wall that plaque buildup occurs. And this is why we really focus on heart attack and stroke prevention is because we're able to measure objectively your artery health. And, and wait, I'm just going to interrupt you here. No one else is doing this, right? If somebody's under the primary care physician uh, or another internal medicine practice, or even for that matter of fact, if they've been referred to a cardiologist, the testing you're doing is over and above and exclusive to very few practices in this country. Correct. And, and that's, that's really important. It's important and sad that you've got to go and, you know, find someone like me who's literally a needle in a haystack right. to provide this level of care. And the kicker is it's not that difficult. I don't want to give away a secret here. It's really what's difficult is the choice to make this type of practice available and to provide these kind of services because it's so against the system. And why is our healthcare system not focusing on prevention? Well, that's a whole other... There's no money in it. It's well, very simple. That's a yeah, simple answer. Right. There, no the money is in when you have the heart attack and you have the stroke and you go into the hospital and you become, you're under the care of interventional help at that point, surgery, whatever. That's what our system wants. They want you to be operated on in a hospital and getting very expensive drugs. That's what the system wants. So for you to find a way to not end up on the table you know, getting life-saving drugs and, uh, and surgeries, we need to start before that happens. And even after it happens, we can prevent you from having another event. Because if you have some type of heart attack or stroke, guess what? Your risk of having another one is much higher than before you had the first one. 
And even though you might see a neurologist and your cardiologist and be told you're okay because you had your bypass, your stent, the reality is nothing was done that identifies why you had that heart attack and nothing is being done to prevent the next one or the next stroke. Uh, and you're lucky you really survived the first one. So what we do at people of any age, you know, we live in a fairly toxic society. We live in with a lot of chemicals. Our groundwater's poisoned. Our air is poisoned. Our food is full of preservatives and chemicals. It's very hard to stay healthy. So we're treating people as early as 30 and, and actually 20s. You know, we're, we're starting to find people as they come to practice that are in their 20s, they have plaque, and we're on a plan to reduce their plaque, in which case they're not going to have a, an event for the rest of their lives. I'm talking about you use the word toxicity. I think the toxicity is in the healthcare system in general, which is not really a healthcare system. It's not really got much to do with health at all. It's just letting people, I think people are out there floating around just waiting and putting their time in until they get old enough to have a problem, an artery problem or a disease, and either they're getting put into the path of the pharmaceutical companies that are making a boatload of money and giving them very high-priced pharmaceuticals, and they're attached to that for the rest of their life, or they sit back and wait for a stent, thinking the stent's going to save their life. But as you said, there's a lot of arteries. Well, One stent's not going to stop it. How could anyone know? You know, how does the average person who's out there, which is most of you, you know, that's all of you, how are you supposed to know what's available and what to expect from your system, you know, the healthcare system, when you go to your doctor and told you're okay, or even you go to the cardiologist, and we took someone on the radio show last week who said, you know, I went to my doctor, he referred me to a cardiologist, I had a stress test and an echo, and I'm told that I'm fine. And I want to tell you listeners that there's nothing about any of those things that happened that identifies that person's health or risk of having a heart attack or stroke, nothing. So what happened is you went to your doctor, you went to the cardiologist, or you either paid out of pocket because you had a high deductible, or your insurance paid for these tests that have no value in prevention. And you walk out thinking you're okay, and you might die tomorrow. And this isn't really a scare tactic. Heart attack and stroke is, well, let's just stick with heart attack. Heart attack is still the number one cause of death in our country. Every year, about 650,000 Americans die from a heart attack and have for decades. So for 100 years, heart attack and stroke is the number one cause of death. If our healthcare system was so great, you'd think there'd be an impact in that number, and there isn't. Worldwide, the numbers are getting worse. Well, the sad thing is, you know, America's always talking about how great it is here, that they have the technology, they have the money, and they have the technology to identify the early development of plaque and, and uh, the, the equipment that you have that you've invested in. No other doctor has it, or maybe two or three other doctors have it, and you invested in this technology, and the patient has to uh, un unfortunately pay for the test because Blue Cross or the other insurance companies are not covering it. But the end of the story is that the test itself is, what, $250? That's it. But, you know, I'm going to also say you need someone that knows what to do with the test. You get the test, you need it interpreted. And it needs to be put into the personalized plan that we do in the practice. 
Because another test that I recommend patients to do, and this again, I only recommend patients get a CT calcium score of the heart, which is a test that you can get at the hospital, but it's also not covered because it's considered screening. The CT calcium score tells us whether or not you have plaque in your arteries. It's being misinterpreted by your average doctor. And what I mean by average, I mean is all of them. And when you have a piece of information that's misinterpreted, its value becomes zero. Because as a layperson, you don't know what to do with this result unless you're a very aggressively looking for ways to take care of yourself, which is how a lot of patients find me. Well, the sad thing is talking about the CT cardiac calcium scoring test, it's been around for 20 years already, and I'm just wondering at $100 or $125, why is it that there's a huge resistance uh, on the part of the insurance companies to not just cover that if you have insurance? Why is it that they're not covering the necessary tests? I think it's because doctors just don't know what to do with the results. It's also still considered a screening test and doesn't directly relate or result in having surgery. I think Okay, been, but it's still a screening for heart attack. It's well, still screening. It's still telling well, you. You're asking me why the health why insurance companies won't do it. We already know all they want to do is pay for major surgeries. So they're not interested in prevention. If things if they wanted prevention, they do it, but it doesn't make them money, so they don't. Well, then it's left up to the patient again, unfortunately. In the meantime, we're going to have to take a quick break. You are listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show. And if you're interested in finding out more about today's topic or why you ought to be engaging with a personalized concierge practice, please only call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. You're listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show on News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the Colander Medical Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin. We're here talking with Dr. Brian Colander, MD, board certified in internal medicine and specialist in artery disease. Dr. Colander is here with us explaining his personalized concierge practice and the model of the relationship you ought to have with your primary care physician. He's also informing us of the simple tests that are available and necessary, which aid to the prevention of heart attack and stroke. Dr. Collender, let's talk about what the answer is for the listeners. They really all need to be in a practice like yours, or at least they need to be in a practice where they have access to this testing. You know, the real tragedy is that there aren't more doctors practicing what I'm practicing, and I say that humbly. And it's because I've really put patient care in front of everything. And when I mean everything, I mean everything. Right. I really have reinvested in the practice to make sure that whatever patients need to achieve the, my goal, which is that you don't have a heart attack or stroke, is what I do, and that's the number one. That's the number one goal. Um, so we spend a lot of time on every single person that needs it to make sure that we're reducing their risk. And you're going to ask Anne Marie, how do I know we're reducing risk? And well, I know because you're doing the tests that are totally letting people know where they stand. I remember you said on one show that you got a call from one of your patients who said he was having a heart attack and he was going to Beaumont. And you said, don't waste your time. You can't have a heart attack. Right. You, don't, you, you're, you just don't have the profile. And you right. were right. And I had a patient call me a month ago 
saying he went to see a cardiologist just because he thought he should. And I talked to him a few weeks later, and I'm like, why would you do that when you don't have plaque? He knew it. So this is even an informed person who knows that he doesn't have plaque. He's not going to have a heart attack without plaque. And how do I know he doesn't have plaque is because I'm screening him for those conditions. Well, you've already visualized it. You've, all, you've already right. taken pictures of the arteries. So, Well, but the listeners don't know what that means because they may get a picture of their arteries from the cardiologist and it's the wrong kind of picture. Well, what, what kind of picture is it? Because they don't have the CIMT machines. So how do, they, well, how do they take a picture? The cardiologist might recommend a CT arteriogram. So a, a, a CT arteriogram is a CAT scan image with dye that looks at blood flow. And the problem is you can have normal flow but still be at risk for artery disease because blood flow tests like a CT arteriogram, like a heart catheterization, like a stress test, only look at what's between the artery walls. What identifies risk is inside the artery walls. So if you're not looking at the wall of the artery, you're not looking at risk. So a car, you may go to the cardiologist and get a, C, a CT arteriogram, which you know insurance does cover under the circumstances with symptoms, um, and be told you're okay, even if there's a little bit of plaque. Well, if there's a little bit of plaque, that means you're at risk for having an event, and you're not okay. You need to be put on an aggressive program to reduce your risk of having an event. And I hate to say it, but there's nothing about those tests that I tell you what I need to know about preventing disease. So if someone comes to me with those tests, I just throw them away. They don't help me stop you from having a heart attack. So if they don't help me, what good are they to your cardiologist? Well, you know, the sad thing is, as you were talking in the last segment about 650,000 people a year are having a heart attack and dying. And I don't know what the number is or the percentage of that is the widow maker, the sudden instantaneous, no chance to go to the doctor. You just simply drop dead Johnny on the spot. And there's, there's no turning back from that. And sometimes it's people that are in their 40s and 50s. And, and it becomes, it's a huge shock. And you hear people saying, well, he was in pretty good health. Or, you know, he went, he exercised and he ate well. So what went wrong? So what went wrong was that he had this, subclinical or this misdiagnosed or not diagnosed because he didn't get the right test done to find out that he had the plaque and where the plaque was, but you have the answer. What you said there is important, which is subclinical disease causes sudden death. Right. And so if you're subclinical, subclinical means it's not causing a symptom. So if you, those are the, that's screening. Your insurance company doesn't even recognize subclinical as a disease process. If it's not a disease, it doesn't have a billing code, so no one does anything about it because they can't bill for it. Prevention requires early identification and early action. Even late identification, late action can prevent the next event. So at no point in your life is it too early or too late to identify where you are in the process of having chronic illness and taking steps to reduce it. And that's really the same as turning back the clock, stopping things from happening, which other doctors might look at as inevitable. 
So I want to answer my own question from before, which is what is the cardiologist looking for when they're doing these blood flow tests? They're not screening you for prevention. They're screening you for surgery. They want to know, do you have a blockage that they can operate on? That's it. So all of your stress tests, your heart catheterization, your CT arteriogram, those are surgical screening tests, not, not disease screening. So everybody's actually walking around in the dark and it's kind of pathetic because you hear so many people talking about the fact that they feel reassured when they say, well, I, I've had a stress test and I've had an EKG and those two tests amount to nothing short of fool's gold. It's not doing anything for you at all. Well, even my patient I talked about a minute ago who knows he has no plaque, felt some peer pressure to go see a cardiologist. The cardiologist with this information still did a stress test on him, which is either, you know, one of two things. He's greedy and did a test he doesn't know what to do and just did it anyway. Or worse, he didn't know what the information meant and just did what he does for everybody as well. Let me just get a stress test. So either way, this guy looks horrible to me. And, and he's a, like, this guy shouldn't be working. Mm -hmm. I mean, the doctor should be using his brain a little bit and go, hey, you don't need to be here. You have a zero calcium score and no plaque on your carotid CIMT test and no intima media thickness, which is another measurement that we take on that, on that ultrasound. But also, let's not forget what you just said, you're the only one that's doing that test. That's crucial to know because the listeners are going to say, well, if I just write this down, I'll, I'll go to my doctor and I'll, I'll try to get this test. And no one's got the equipment. No one's got the technology. And even if the ones that go and do get the test that they can get, which is the CT calcium score, their doctor doesn't know what to do with it. This cardiologist didn't know what to do with it. And when your cardiologist doesn't know what to do with vascular testing, I'm frightened. I don't even know what to say right now. I'm talking, but I still don't even know how to describe this or explain in any way what is going on. He's either greedy and did it for the money because insurance will reimburse him when he thinks he needs to do a test, or he doesn't, worse, he's, he doesn't know what the hell is going on, and he did all he knows to do, which is, oh, let me get a test, stress test. My test is a couple hundred dollars, mine. You know, the mm -hmm. test is a couple hundred dollars. The stress test is billed thousands of dollars to the insurance and they pay it and it's worth nothing. It's chasing after the money for the insurance company. I guess they want to be making the money and the pharmaceutical companies want to be making the money, but there's no, there's no reassurance for the patients. So I think patients right. are being blindly led. Well, all they know is what they're being told and what their doctors are ordering for them. And they're all seeing a doctor that doesn't practice prevention. That's sad. And, and so it is sad. It's a terrible, I mean, the world out there is a mess. And the healthcare system is an utter mess. And, you know, I just, I just feel, you know, I hear people talk and I just feel bad how lost they are. It's like people lost in the desert don't know where to go. And once again, they have to be their own advocate, which is sad. So they have to investigate all of this and take it on themselves to find the right doctor and the right personalized plan. In the meantime, we're going to have to take a quick break. You are listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show. And if you're interested in finding out more about today's topic or why you should be engaging with a concierge practice, 
please only call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. You're listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show on News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the Colander Medical Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here talking with Dr. Brian Colander, MD, board certified in internal medicine and specialist in artery disease. Dr. Colander is here with us explaining his personalized concierge practice and the model of the relationship you ought to have with your primary care physician. He'll also talk about the simple tests that are available and necessary, which aid to the prevention of heart attack and stroke. For more information, we encourage you to only call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that's 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. Dr. Colander, let's come back. This is our last segment of the show. I understand, having talked to you before about this, time is of the essence not only and the value, one of the biggest values in your practice, the amount of time that you spend with patients. Well, one of the things that, Amory, is an issue is time. And the healthcare system right now is based on volume. How many people can you get in and out of the door every day? Because reimbursement's going down, there's constant challenges for doctors of all kind, healthcare period, to generate money because insurances are reimbursing less and less. And so increasing volume is how you take, make up for, for decreasing reimbursements. So you all have experienced this long waiting times and very little face-to-face -face time with the doctor. And when you have very little time, so many different things happen. Namely, you may shorten your question list because you realize that you the doctor's behind and you've got to triage yourself. I think it's becoming more and more obnoxious trying to get in to see a doctor because you've got to give them a good reason for why you need to be seen. And most of the time that starts off with, well, what's wrong with you today? Do you have a fever? What's wrong with you? What's your complaint? What are you suffering from? So if you don't have like an urgent situation, you're probably not going to get an appointment or you might wait three or four weeks. Not even to say the COVID testing. You know, so in order to see a doctor who's your consultant when you're sick, you have to prove that you're not sick. Mm -hmm. So if you have a positive COVID test, you might not even get in the door to see your doctor to fix a problem. And COVID is all about prevention. People who are actively engaged in prevention have fewer complications of COVID, yet you can't access your doctor if you test positive. It's just like giant catch-22. Well, even aside from COVID, I just want you to know that you can't even get your primary care physician to return a phone call. If you call and ask to speak to your doctor, you'll get called back by the PA or the nurse or the front desk or somebody else who's, you know, working underneath, and you want to talk directly to your doctor, it's not going to happen. They will not call you back. They will call you back with the results of tests. If you've had some medical test or blood test or whatever, you may or may not get a call back directly from them. Sometimes you don't even get a call back at that point. But if you want to call and ask to speak to your doctor, you're not going to get a return phone call. That is beyond pathetic. I'm going to have to start using this show to get people to call me back. Like, I can't get a hold of a doctor no, to that's talk really to pathetic. them about my patient's care. You know, That's really pathetic. It is pathetic. The, everyone has a lockdown phone system that won't get you anywhere. 
Right. It's impossible to talk to somebody. Right. Impossible. And that, that pre-existed COVID, by the way. That's, that's right. an old story. Right. It's so... Bottom line is insurance isn't covering the time that it takes for a doctor to learn enough about you to engage prevention. And I need to spend an hour and a half to two hours with new patients to make sure that I'm number one, learning about them, learning about every part of their life, how they spend their day, and reviewing the lab tests that we do that are very, you know, I want to say complicated, but also thorough that identifies their risk of disease along with the imaging. So we put a plan together. And it's a, you said, what is, you know, it's very personalized because everybody's different. And I've got to learn about people to give them the advice that's appropriate for them. That is just not reimbursed by insurance. In that time, on a traditional healthcare system, I probably needed to see 15 people. Yeah. And I spend that time seeing one person. And sometimes that's not enough. I've got to book another time to spend another hour with them. Depends on the person. And granted, my job does get easier as I go on. The longer you're with me, the healthier you are. It goes a little quicker. And the amazing thing is that if people come to you at a certain point that they, they've already got some kind of blockage or some kind of beginning artery disease, that you can actually turn that around and you can get rid of the plaque. I mean, blockage is not really a, in my vernacular anymore. I don't right. use the word blockage because so few people actually have it. Now, granted, across the population, there's so much bad illness out there that a lot of people have blockages and they need surgeons and they need interventional cardiologists to do stents and bypasses. We live in a very sick society. So they're, I'm not worried, I'm not taking any business away from them. There's enough of you out there that need their attention. But wherever you are, an optimal medical plan, and there's research that supports this, is just as good as having surgery. So even if you're having stable angina, which is scary to me, Scary, stable angina means you can walk two blocks and have chest pain, which is your heart, and then stop and rest. It goes away. You walk another two blocks. You have chest pain again. That's stable, predictable angina. Medical management is as good as surgery. Well, if medical management is as good as surgery, why go through the surgery when there's a 1% or 2% risk of dying? Exactly. When medical management, and when I say medical management in the study that was done, it's not optimal, it's average medical management. So if average medical management is as good as surgery, imagine what optimal medical management is. Way better than surgery. And that's what I like to think that we're doing. Well, so many people are certainly lost out there. It seems like the whole country. But before we wrap up this show, I'd like to bring all the listeners to the attention of the fact that you do have a weekly show live, probably the only one in the country where patients can call in with their individual questions and talk to you directly. And that's every Thursday at seven o'clock between the hours of 7 p.m. and 8 p.m. So if you have a question and you're listening today, please tune in on Thursdays and you can call the doctor directly. So Dr. Collender, we've not got much more time to talk about, but what, what should people do out there? Because they're all lost. Well, 
they need to be their own advocate, as we say, and we need to find someone who's going to guide them through the process of getting healthy. And there just aren't that many of us in the country, let alone around right. here. So uh, feel free to give us a call. My office can uh, talk to you about the details of the practice and introduce you to one of our doctors who can, you know, take great care of you and start you on this process to long-term health. And I think one of the important things is that you are available 24-7. I mean, you're texting patients at 9, 10 o'clock at night. You're answering phone calls around the clock, and you're seeing people seven days a week. So there's no 9 to 5 anymore. There's no waiting in waiting rooms anymore. There's no waiting for three weeks to see a doctor. And now they're getting to see a doctor that's going to be dig who's going to dig deeper than what they bargained for and find out more things. Well, it's one of the benefits of being in a small practice is we'll talk more and we'll spend more time together, which is what I like to do. And obviously, the, the, the aim is prevention, preventing you from having a catastrophic event in your life. That is the goal. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time, and that wraps it up for the Colander Medical Radio Show and News Talk 760 WJR, sponsored by Colander Medical. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and again, I want to thank Dr. Colander for talking to us about taking charge of our health, being proactive, avoiding heart attack and stroke, and more importantly, what you can do to halt or reverse the process of chronic degenerative disease. It's never too late to start. For more information on today's show or to learn more about how you can engage with a personal primary care concierge practice, please only call Colander Medical directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. We hope you've enjoyed the show and that you've become more aware of your options in preventing and reversing disease. And once again, please call Colander Medical directly at 866-COLANDER. Thank you for listening.